Uh, that is the dulcet sounds of singer-songwriter Melissa Whitehouse. Her new single, Simple, we're listening to you on the way in. We'll hear a little bit on the way out as well. Melissa, thank you for joining us. I know you're a Londoner. What part of London do you come from? Yeah, I'm from Greenwich in southeast London. Oh, the Cutty Sark and the Royal Maritime Museum. Ah, so you know a lot about London. I'm impressed, Rick. Yes, and I remember going through Mud Shoot on the way there, and I thought, you can't name a town Mud Shoot. (laughs) And they did. (laughs) (laughs) So London, so London. They certainly did. So down that way, I would think uh, if you wanted to be local, you could go East End with West Ham. You could go like Charlton Athletic or Millwall. What was your team? Oh, God, you're going to get me in trouble now because it's a split in my family. But uh, obviously, Charlton was the nearest. Charlton if, uh, Athletic, the Latex, yes. Charlton. Um, but uh, most of the family are kind of between West Ham and Arsenal. There's a big divide. So, uh, yeah, we won't go there. All right. Well, I'm Tottenham, so let's just drop it, right? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> let's stop there. <laughs> uh, I have to ask, too, someone my age, uh, and I'm sure not too many Americans even know this name, but no relation to Mary Whitehouse, right? Uh, no, no, definitely not. No, Mary's no relation. No, yes. don't worry. You're she, safe. You're in safe yeah. hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to explain to everybody who Mary Whitehouse was uh, at a later date. All right. So Absolutely. when did you realize that you not only could sing and, and, and uh, write songs, but that you were actually good at it? Um, I think, to be honest, I always loved music at school, but it was kind of when I was 16, I entered a competition with a, a nation radio in, in the UK and uh, got through to Songwriter of the Year out of 10,000 applicants. And I think that was the moment when I thought, OK, might have something here. And uh, a couple of weeks after I did that competition, I ended up on the television um, on a TV show uh, as a stand-in act for LL Cool J, who basically couldn't make it over from the States to do this uh, music um, <laughs> session. And, and I literally had sent this cassette in. I'm going back to the cassette days. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they basically, I got a call from the director and he said, look, do you, do you want to come on? We've got a gap for like a, a new artist and uh, we'd like you to come on. I don't think he realized that I was kind of 16 and it was me and my friends in my bedroom kind of jamming away and recording. Um, I obviously accepted, uh, the limo turned up and the rest is history. I got the gig and uh, didn't realise that there'd be like 300 people in the audience and it needed to be live. So that was a bit of a wake up call <laughs> wow, in, the deep, in the deep end. Yeah, but we did it. We did it and uh, we smashed it, which is the main thing. Brilliant. And so were you going to be the next Girls Aloud or did they want you to go solo? No, I actually was in a girl band called The Morgans. And funny you should say that it was before the Spice Girls. And uh, yeah, we were a bit kind of feisty and a bit fiery. And uh, we did lots of UK tours and and supported lots of the big top 40 acts, uh, which was a a great learning ground for me. Uh, And then after that, I left the girl group and then started to work with a producer at Soul to Soul in London, who were obviously doing well in the charts at the time. And that really kind of opened a platform for me with my writing and getting my studio set up. And and kind of I went from there. 
Um, but it wasn't always just kind of the glitz and glam of kind of doing the recording side. I had to survive and, and being a musician like it is anywhere. It was tough. Um, I managed to land a job at MTV, which was a, a big break as well, because I learned the ropes uh, behind the scenes as well. Um, so I worked with quite a few big acts. And then I went into radio and worked at uh, Capital Radio in London as well, uh, which was another learning ground working with artists and kind of working out how everything comes together. And it just gave me a really good standing ground for going forward, really, and, and where I've landed now. Were you Sporty Morgan or Baby Morgan? <laughs> Scary Morgan. <laughs> so, Don't mess with me. <laughs> All right. Well, were you like at the Beeb in the bush or were you like working for like ITV Granada? Where were you, where were you in the TV? No, no, world? I was um, working. Um, I was at MTV. So I was oh. in a uh, place. So I um, got to work between uh, Viacom and um, their other um, TV um, part in, in the Arabic area of Showtime as well through MTV, which was great fun and Holy Crescent. And then I got headhunted from there. I did too good a job, which was good because I ended up getting paid more money and uh, ended up working for Richard Park at uh, Capital Radio. And obviously he's one of those senior head programming people in the UK, which was uh, an amazing learning ground for me. So yeah, I was very lucky. So now that you've made it, are you still south of the Thames? Or are you more posh? Like, are you like W3? Do you know what? I'm kind of, um, I'm, I'm Shoreditch, darling. Mm, okay. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> it didn't used to be Shoreditch, darling. It used to be Shoreditch, darling. A bit more kind of Cockney. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm kind of between London and Kent. So uh, um, a little bit of a country residence and heading into the city as well. But the best of both worlds at the moment, which is good. So... I want to say, going into Kent, do you have any idea why Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells, one's with a U and one's with an O? I have not got a clue. I just, <laughs> just think somebody just had a moment. <laughs> All right. You so, are very good with your geography. Sorry, Rick. I'm, I'm impressed. You you seem more English than I am, so I'm, I'm impressed with this. I, I am a bit of a Europhile and an Anglophile, and I've spent many, many uh, days uh, over there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I'm a bit of a nerd, too, as you can tell. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but no, I'll be polite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get scary Morgan mad at me. Absolutely, yeah, don't do that. So in today's world, as you've seen from uh, cassettes, as you say over there, and um, I'm back from the days of uh, eight tracks, and so you think about all the different ways we go. Now it's it's digital, it's Spotify, and it's like this song, Simple. You, it's not so much a whole album, it's more just a, a song. How have you seen the industry change like that? Oh my goodness. Like, I think the last kind of like 10, 20 years, it's just madness, isn't it? Um, but I think the, the beauty is now everybody that had aspirations and dreams of kind of doing music, if you can get the equipment and garage band or, or basic logic or anything, you can create. And I think there's so many people that have been given that platform to kind of share their music to the world, which is, is kind of the biggest thing, really. I, I'm like going back to the day when I was 16. Uh, it literally used to be like the carrier pigeon, um, kind of getting the envelope, <laughs> getting the cassette and, and kind of writing it out and then waiting two weeks and then making the phone call and then talking to the secretary and did the person get it in the A&R department. Now it's just instant. Um, and, and things can happen much faster. Um, you know, I, I was useless with social media um, up to about two years ago. Terrible. Um, and then I finally got onto Twitter. And, and that really has been my platform for building everything with the, with the music side personally for me because I was working for other people and writing for other people. So there was someone else to push that. I didn't really bother. Um, so that's been a real learning curve for me. And it's just amazing. Even just talking to yourself today, how doors 
can open. Um, I can be in, in kind of uh, sunny London at the moment and you're in San Francisco and you're like, wow, you know, it, it's amazing really that the doors that can open. So I think the industry as a whole has changed immensely um, and, and we're not really in that day now of making money out of albums. It's about the tours, the merchandise, that there's huge changes to the industry, uh, some of it positive, some of it negative. Um, you know, I don't think you can beat going down to the record shop and uh, buying vinyl, etc. And obviously we've gone full circle. Everyone's saying, oh, is that coming out on that variation of CD or does that come vinyl now? So we've gone full circle as we always do. So, uh, yeah, it has its challenges, but there are some great, great sides to it as well. I think the way that you can get to people. Finally, uh, is that you bent over on the, uh, the, the art cover? Um, excuse me? <laughs> How could you question a lady, especially a fiery Morgan? Come on! Just like asking a lady her age. Come on, Ray. What would be worse, asking age or weight? Isn't I think. It given? Yeah. Me. <laughs> well, it's a it's a lovely silhouette. I just was wondering. Yeah, that's quite an acrobatic pose. Um, Thank you. Everyone, it's Melissa Whitehouse. That's Melissa with an A. Melissa Whitehouse. The song is called Simple. And we knew you when. We knew you before you were an OBE. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Rick. Yeah, it's been lovely to uh, talk to you all out there in the States and around the world. And uh, yeah, and obviously, if, if anyone needs to know any more information, um, it's all on my Twitter platform, which is Melissa White H O one. So that would be great. There it is. Simple. We'll hear a little bit more on the way out. Melissa, cheers. Thank you so much, Rick. Have a good day. Take right. care. You too. I'm Rick Tittle. We will come on back with uh, Joel Sartoni from National Geographic.